You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron and with me is Brian. How you doing, Aaron? I am okay. You know, we have been going through a series about um, the gospel and teaching it to different age groups. And um, throughout that, throughout this series so far, we've been using this this framework of, um, I guess, a triad, really. Yeah. We like threes in the Christian faith. Because it goes to the Trinity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, this idea of, you know, head, heart, and hands, or um, if you want to use more technical terms, orthodoxy, so right thinking, orthopathy, right feeling, and orthopraxy, right doing, or right living. Um, and how this, how this all works together in how we teach different ages in our, in our yeah. churches. So... Um, at the beginning of this series, we we opened up by talking about the youngest people in our church, the, our, our, our babies and toddlers and preschoolers, this under um, underappreciated area of ministry in many ways that um, is often seen as the keep them alive till mom and dad get yep. here zone, where we have this wonderful opportunity to... Um, introduce key concrete concepts from the Christian faith. That was a lot of alliteration. It was. It was um, wonderful. And also give them some fishy crackers along the way. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's right. Hey, sometimes you just need a snack. That's right. That's right. Brian's looking for his snack soon too. But um, <laughs> but um, but then as the, as those kids begin to mature and, and grow a little bit older, we get to start tying those concepts together as as kids move from being strictly concrete thinkers to being this mix of concrete and abstract yeah. um, as well. So that we te- we strive to teach the Bible as one big story. We give them opportunities to ask big questions and explore hard truths and um and give space for for mystery yeah. <laughs> um because there are many mysterious things in the christian faith and then as they get older still as they move from being um as they move into this kind of this preteen kind of phase of life this where they're um they're struggle where they're starting to be too cool for playing with playing with toys, but still kind of want to play with toys. Exactly. Um, we get to, we have another opportunity to grow and 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 yeah. take them uh, another step deeper into into the gospel. Yeah. So Brian, how about you explain how how you see that? Yeah. So this this preteen, we really wanted to do this as a separate episode because we believe you need to treat preteens as their own entity. Mm-hmm. And as you just said very well, the, the the wonderful thing about preteens and the frustrating thing about preteens is that they are struggling with identity crisis. In mm-hmm. one sense, they still feel like kids and want to be treated like kids, but five minutes later, they feel like an adult or a teenager and want to be treated like that. Yeah. And so there, there's this, you can just tell, I mean, we see it with our oldest kids who are in this this phase, they're just wrestling with themselves and trying to come to terms with that. So we just felt it was really important to kind of talk about preteens 
in of themselves. Yeah. And I think what we have here is this great opportunity to continue this 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 uh, this progress of driving more deeply into the orthopathy. So up to this point, we have really stressed orthodoxy. I mean, we've really stressed teaching ideas, truths, and so forth, not exclusively as we talked about before. We we do not dismiss orthopraxis and orthopathy with those ages. Right. We still need to deal with them. Yeah. But really, if you if you if you could kind of uh, divide it out. You're spending the bulk of your time on orthodoxy. Here, I think you're starting to make a shift because the thing about preteens is they're at the point where they are smart enough and they're starting to have an attitude enough. They start mm-hmm. to push back. Now, part of them pushing back is sin. Some of it's hormones. Some of it's hormones, and, and they just don't know what to do. Yeah. They don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. However, I think we can we can take and see a win in part of this and redeem it, to use that phrase. I like when my oldest kid, for example, pushes back. When we're talking about doctrine, we're talking about, you know, we're having our family devotion time, and he pushes back on something. I like that. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that means he's thinking about it. Yeah. So up to this point... A preschooler and a kid usually focuses on what? What is true? Yes. A preteen is now introducing the wonderful question of why. Yep. Why is it that way? Why does it matter? Those are critical questions that we want to honor. We do not want to stifle them. I want my kids to be asking why for the rest of their lives because Mm -hmm. that, I believe, is a conduit to deeper understanding of the gospel. And so I want to I want to take and I want to fertilize this. I don't want to put pesticide on it. Yeah. Um, and so anytime I can come alongside my preteen, other preteens in church setting and so forth, and you can really help them dive more deeply into the why, the hows of the faith of the gospel. I really believe that's where we will start seeing their their right emotions starting to stir more deeply. Right. That we'll see that burning heart within them as we read about in the Emmaus Road encounter. And that's something that's that's beautiful for this age group. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is um it's also really challenging because there's part of us that wants to wants to shield them from the complicatedness of the why. And I realize I'm using a fake word there, but it's okay. That's all right. Uh, the, but the complications of the, of the answers, yeah. because there's not always a good answer to the why. Um, and that again, goes back to why you said last time, be really okay with saying, I don't yeah. know. But we also have to recognize that there's a lot of the time that our I don't know isn't going to be satisfying. And here's where we have a wonderful opportunity because we get to turn them loose and we get to say, okay, let's study this together. Yep. You, you, you took it from me. I was going to say that same thing. It's, you know, so for me, I don't know if you're experiencing this, mm-hmm. but, but my oldest is at the point where he's starting to pull away from me and, and my wife, my wife more than, than me. Yeah. Cause he's a guy. So yeah. we can still connect and talk about soccer and stuff, but he's yeah. starting to pull away. And so as a dad, and as a mom, um, my wife and I, we're, we're trying to find ways to spend time with him. We're, you know, and he's at that stage now where you ask him how his day was and he gives the short grunt answer. Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah, fine. Um, and, you, yeah. you know, you try to open 
ask open-ended questions. And he still finds a way to circumvent them. Yeah. I, the kid's a genius. Um, <laughs> so we are looking for opportunities to spend time and have discussions with our son. Well, what a great opportunity. Yeah. Man, I don't know. That's a great question, Joshua. Why don't we, why don't we look, why don't we explore that Let's together? Let's explore that together. Yep. And one of the things that we did in, in our house was we have, uh, at the time of this recording, we recently moved apartments. So, um, we moved, it was the most complicated move and in the world. I don't know how, but thankfully I got out of helping you lug anything. That's because I think you went to South Africa. I went halfway around the world to avoid helping you. <laughs> That's, That's right. the kind of friend I but, am. You know, but you know, I, I live, I go to a church that believes in gospel culture. There you and go. And my small group really stepped up and they were amazing and they got everything out of my old place and into my new one in an hour. So they don't just believe in orthopraxis, they believe in orthopacking. That's right. <laughs> um, and you know, there was Chick-fil-A this involved. This bad joke's so. been brought to you by... Uh, Brian. Chick-fil-A, you fed them Chick-fil-A. I did, because we didn't do pizza. I was going to say, pizza is, is the given. Yeah, but we, we stepped it up. That's very Baptist of you. Very Christian of me. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. But um, I mean, good call, by the way. Let me yeah. just applaud yeah, 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 you as yeah, I'm yeah. getting a grief. You know? Let me also say, I would take Chick Fil A over a pizza Absolute, any day. Absolutely, because I mean, move. it's like greaseball pizza or Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Yeah. So, um, and what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the reason we got on this rabbit trail, um, and this rabbit trail brought to you by Chick Fil A, um, <laughs> who is not a sponsor, but we would love for you to be one. Absolutely, Chick Fil A. If you'd like to give us free chicken at Lifeway Christian Resources, <laughs> we will happily take it. But um, <laughs> but when we moved, we made uh, my wife and I. We made a decision that we were going to move where our books are. So we had a we had two or three bookcases in our bedroom. We had a couple more out in the living room, and then we had and then we had some some other ones scattered throughout the house. And we need more bookshelves. Um, but the what we decided to do was we decided to move them all out into the living room as much as we could, so that the kids would have, and particularly my oldest daughter would have easy access yeah. to my big complicated theology books. So that and we've said if you have a question, we have a we probably have a book that can help with that. Let's let's work on it together. Yeah. Um and that's something that is really exciting for me. Now, she hasn't um but we've done that with other books, uh, other just books in general that it's like Hey, we have these books that are, these are dad only or mom only. These books, which are mom, dad, and Abigail, my oldest. And then we've got these ones, which are everybody. Yeah. You know, we've got, so we've got a mix of stuff, but we've been training them that it's like, there are certain books that you can read at certain ages Yeah. <laughs> too. Um, and so that's kind of, so that's been kind of cool too, is, is to be able to mature her as a reader and, yeah. and I'm continuing to do that. And so the next step for me is helping is introducing more, more books like that. And I, and I think this is not only the, the benefit I've mentioned before about, you know, spending that time together, but as you're kind of getting in, in onto the thinking here as well, this is great for developing habits that mm -hmm. they need. You know, in my estimation, too few of us are willing to really work at our faith. 
um, and study diligently. I think we're lazy as a people. Hey, I'll admit um, to that. And, and so I think anytime we can help give our kids this opportunity to to learn how they need that, that yeah, faith in Christ and growing in that, um, yeah, it's a work of God. Yeah, it's the Holy Spirit at work. But man, there's effort on our part and it's hard at times yeah. and, and it takes diligence. Um, and so I think that's really helpful for us to be doing. So, you know, as, as we get ready to wrap up this this discussion about preteens, there's just one other thing I wanted to make sure that we um, kind of hit on before we wrapped it up. And it's this, that that another big opportunity we have for preteens, and I mentioned this before, is they're wrestling with identity. And so this is where they're asking those why and how questions because they're internalizing their faith. Preschoolers and kids, when we're having those conversations, they're probably interpreting it more broadly, and we probably communicate it more broadly, especially in a teaching setting. And so they're learning these truths outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. This is where we can make sure they're bringing it in internally, that, that they're not just learning the gospel as a distant truth, but that it's, it's a truth that is designed to shape and form and transform them. And so they're internalizing it. And a big part of this, again, this is just my own personal recommendation, as, especially to parents of preteens, build into their identity what is of value, that they are image bearers of God. Do not fall into the trap of our popular culture myth of self-worth. Mm-hmm. Because anything that we base worth on from ourself is wrong and broken and will fail. Mm-hmm. We need our preteens to understand, and kids before this as well, but especially preteens, we need them to understand that they are of infinite value because God has placed his image upon them. Mm-hmm. That is what gives them value, and that's what they have this opportunity to, to, to live out and demonstrate the glory of God when they trust in Christ. They can do this to, to the world around them. These are conversations that are so critical for those preteens especially. Mm-hmm. All right, and that actually is a great place for us to wrap up this um, rather tight episode of the podcast as well. So Brian, thanks for chatting about how we how we teach the gospel uh, to preteens and that, and that special time that we have with them to dig into that, those great questions of why. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you've been listening to this podcast and you enjoy it, I hope you'll leave a rating and review on iTunes. Um, it'll help more people find the show. And on the next episode, we're going to deal with teens and um, the unique opportunities and challenges we have there. So uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.